Are you over 50 and wondering, what happened? All the time. Sometimes I look in the mirror and wonder, who's that old fart? Yeah, I wonder that about you too. Listen as CJ and I stumble through the wonderful world of being over 50. Like the stereotypes of being grumpy, forgetful and technologically inept. And don't get me started on the mystery muscle pain. Actually, my shoulder does hurt. And we'll talk about other joys of ageing, like funding retirement. Mailing a stool sample and working with millennials. Join us on the downhill run to the old folks' home. Welcome to What's My Age Again? This is me, Scott. And this is me, CJ. Welcome to What's My Age Again? Again. Our goal this episode is to try to answer the age-old question, does thinking younger make you younger? Can tricking your mind into thinking you're younger actually turn back the clock? CJ's taken the lead on this and has done a deep dive into people who have tried to find the secret to eternal youth. It's a very impressive thing he's done. So, what have you got, CJ? Thanks, Scott. Well, this week we're going to be talking about the benefits of being a Martian, uh? a story a story about a 69-year-old man. <laughs> oh, God. Importantly, not the only reason, given a big part of the reason, but not the only reason that I chose that story. A 69-year-old man who tried to change his age by deed poll <laughs> and why all you need to do to feel 20 years younger is to create an entire false world to live in for two or three months. Okay, I trusted you, CJ. Have you been drinking again? Look, I'm not sure how that's relevant, but uh, let's get on with the show. Now, you remember from episode one where we referenced the research on chronological age versus subjective age by Goldbar and Kate Miller-Heidke? That was Goldsmith and Hyans. Anyway, to recap, uh, once people pass 25, they rate their subjective age as younger than their chronological age. In other words, they feel younger than they actually are. Right. They're doing some research according to The Conversation, uh, which is an article I read, and the article's entitled Feeling Younger Than You Are. Here's why you might be onto something good. For every decade that passes, essentially most people feel they've only gained five or six years. Seems fair. Yeah. Uh, They clarified this in case you weren't sure what that actually meant by (laughs) suggesting that it was the equivalent of living in Martian years as opposed to Earth years. Or dog years. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yes, if you... If you can find some identification for, uh, for Mars, then you can probably legally do that. If you can't, which most people can't, you can do what a guy named Emil Rattleband did. So this is a guy from... Uh, Rattleband. From Rattleband. <laughs> Rattleband. Emil Rattleband. He needs to get his ass to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's Dutch and he made the papers in 2018 when he decided to sue his council because they refused to change his official birth date from March 1949 to March 1969. <laughs> and his, rationa- <laughs> his rationale for this was because a doctor had said he had the body of someone 20 years younger. He should give it back. <laughs> Look, I reckon if you're, uh, you're going to try and get 20 years knocked off your birth certificate, they'd like change your the date as well, and so that way you get double loyalty vouchers every year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think forgeries are probably a good option. <laughs> well, he, didn't, he wasn't into forgery, but hold that thought. <laughs> so his, uh, his rationale behind it was, you can change your name and you can change your gender, why not your age? Okay, I can, I can see the logic. It's a bit flawed, but I can see it. The main reason he wanted to do to change it was so he could get more matches on Tinder. 
<laughs> I definitely can understand that. <laughs> so he argued, uh, this is according to The Telegraph, he argued that if the transgender people are allowed to change sex, he should be allow- allowed to change his date of birth because doctors said he has the body of a 45-year-old. He said, quote, I have done a checkup, and what does it show? My biological age is 45 years. As to his grammatical age is 14. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is one of my favourites. When I'm 69, I am limited. <laughs> 69. <laughs> if, anyway, when I am 69, I am limited. If I'm 49, I can buy a new house, drive a different car, I can take up more work. <laughs> okay. I didn't realise that it was a legal requirement to, that you could only have a certain type of car depending on your age. <laughs> well, it depends how long you can get a, a loan for, I guess. If you're 69, you're not going to get a 25-year home loan, for instance. True. Uh, he went on to say, when I'm on Tinder and say I'm 69, I don't get an answer. <laughs> is that what you want or what, how old you are? <laughs> also, the fact that if he's 69 and he's putting 69 in his age, he clearly doesn't understand how Tinder works. No. But everyone lies. <laughs> he says, when I'm 49, with the face I have, I will be in a luxurious position. <laughs> now he's a, uh, is, there, is there a photograph of this guy? Uh, yes, yes. And what does he look like? He's not. He, he doesn't look sixty nine. He's. You'd be pushing it to get away with forty nine, I reckon, though. Um, but he's not doing. He's not doing too mm, bad yeah. for his age. Also, this isn't his first uh, lost court case rodeo. <laughs> Excellent. When I when I did a bit of uh, a bit of looking into uh, a bit of digging into a meal. To see if I could actually age him, like tree-wise. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he'd, he'd lost a previous court case uh, because he wanted to, when he wanted to name his twins, Rolls and Royce. <laughs> <laughs> He's, aside from being a self-proclaimed positivity guru... Sorry, Rolls Rattlebed. <laughs> <laughs> Race battle man. <laughs> Sorry about that. It just it just occurred to me. In two thousand and two, he started his own political party that took part in the elections in two thousand and three, where he he won he won he won he won exactly he won zero seats. And what was his platform? Uh, actually, I didn't get that far, but uh, in my de- in my defence, that was because uh, I read that during a 2005 interview, he described Bin Laden as an enlightened thinker, <laughs> stating that the September 11 attacks were part of Bin Laden's divine plan. I see. Then he doubled down, doubled down in 2011. Uh, when he described Bin Laden as a freedom fighter with clear principles. And he didn't get any votes on that platform? Oddly, no. No. No? Okay. Yeah. So uh, in 2009, he was uh, accused, oddly accused of homophobia after describing homosexuality as an illness <laughs> and uh, described gay people as abnormal. And, and in a busy year for him in 2009... Uh, allegedly set fire to his own house for the insurance money. <laughs> this guy is a, he's a bit special. He, 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 he is, be a catch he is. on Tinder. 
Well, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in two thousand, well, in two thousand and fifteen, he was convicted of assaulting his ex-wife. Was was she his ex-wife at the time, or did she become his ex-wife after the assault? Uh, it doesn't say that actually. The odd thing is, is that he's got more than one ex-wife. I don't think that's odd at all. <laughs> <laughs> he went on. This is uh, now. This is a direct. I'm going to say this is a direct quote. So. This has nothing to do with, with us. That's the disclaimer because in 2020 he referred to a Jewish politician as that Jewish boy with the untrustworthy eyes. Oh, Jesus. And was was so, he a collaborator during World War II? <laughs> <laughs> in 2022 uh, he had a three-part documentary made about his life. Oh, by whom? By himself? No, no, by a, um, somebody who is a, uh, a reasonably proper documentary maker. Oh, I okay. tried to do some research on it, uh, and I actually I'd written, I had written down the, uh, what it was called somewhere. It's the, uh, the uh, titles in German, but, uh, or Dutch, or one of those languages. That, was, that sound casually racist, wasn't intended to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it translates to... Um, Translates to uh, on hot coals. I couldn't uh-huh. find. I found a few like Google entries for it, but not any de- any real detail. So the key thing, though, is he said uh, that uh, he was being discriminated against because of his age, and that he encounters problems in a society on a daily basis. And that's not because of your age, mate. <laughs> I think that's a fair comment. <laughs> but let's just let's just backtrack a little bit. I mean, right. even though it's clearly batshit crazy, mm. when you look at it, if you, like he's saying like people can change their, their their gender, they can change lots of other things about themselves. What, why is age different? Why why does age have to be considered differently? Why can't you say, well, you know, I feel fifty even though I'm eighty? Good question, Emil. Um, <laughs> And, uh, Devil's advocate the... here. Devil's advocate. <laughs> well, aside from the spurious <laughs> connection of changing your name, your age, and your gender, <laughs> yeah, probably not too much. Fair. From a transgender perspective, I read an article where Bryn Tannehill, who's an author of a book called Everything You Wanted to Know About Trans But Were Afraid to Ask, said. It almost goes without saying you can't change your age. Neither can transgender people change their gender identity. When transgender people transition, they're not changing sex. They're making their bodies match their gender identity. It is very different to changing your name or changing your age. <laughs> so he, he, filed, he filed his case in November 2018 and uh, lost it in, on the 3rd of December 2018. <laughs> uh, they the deliberated ju- long and hard on that one. They did. The judge actually did say, yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from, but you can't just disappear for 20 years of your life. So which part of which 20 years are you getting rid of? Is it the first 20 years? In which case, all the stuff that happened then and all the things that you got, you can't write all that off. So he, while he said, yeah, I kind of get it, but I think you're mental. I'd suggest that 20 years he was probably married to all those different people. <laughs> I get, well, they're probably hoping that they can get rid of those. <laughs> Their memory wipe. He, uh, he 
he was quite altruistic, though. Uh, well, even more altruistic than, than we've already described. Oh. Because he said he's not being selfish. This would be good for the government because he'd be renouncing his pension until he hit retirement age again. Well, that, I guess that's fair in some ways. I mean, still batshit crazy, but you know, he, thought, <laughs> he thought this through to a certain extent. Allegedly batshit crazy. I, I don't think it's, allegedly. it's not allegedly batshit crazy. <laughs> it's, it's batshit crazy. I'm going to well, go out on a limb there and say it's batshit crazy. All right. Well, while being batshit crazy, uh, it appears he actually was might have been onto something. Not in, <laughs> not in any of the things that we've discussed that he said. No, no. But there, there are actual benefits of feeling younger than you are. So this research has been done to say that if you feel younger than you are, you're less likely to suffer from diabetes, hypertension, depression, cognitive impairment and dementia. People also tended to have better sleep, stronger memory function and more f- fulfilling sex lives. Well, that's, they're all definite uh, pluses. Yeah, and it expl- explains uh, our age group leading the charge in catching STIs. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, mean, you can, I think you can feel younger than you are without actually sort of certifying it by law. Yeah, I think you're uh, uh, I think that there would be in in any of any of the Tinder profiles there would be a lot of people joining the queue for the court. Yes, yes. Well, I think in, in Tinder maybe maybe it should be a legal requirement that they use their actual ages. That would probably be fairer. That would be the the equivalent though of when you go to the doctor and they ask you how many drinks do you have per day and giving them stupidly giving them the actual number. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the wisest choice for your health. <laughs> it's not the wisest choice for your, your reputation with the doctor. <laughs> well, I only did that once, and the response I got was, "What?" <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so people with a younger subjective age also view their future selves in a more positive light and are likely to walk faster. Okay, those things don't really go together, do they? No, I didn't really think so. But uh, this is, uh, here's one of the, the lesser-known benefits. One group of researchers even found that people with a lower subjective age have a younger-looking brain. <laughs> they have a window in there to have a look. <laughs> How do you work that out? Well, your brain looks so young. It's hardly any wrinkles. It's supposed to have wrinkles. <laughs> On the flip side of that, uh, the research showed that people who think of them think of themselves as thirteen years older than they are. That's an unlucky are 25%. number. Twenty five percent. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's what they were basing the research on. But, okay. Uh, there's a they are twenty five percent more likely to die. Well, everyone's likely to die. <laughs> But they're 25% more likely to die. It was like a sliding scale of if you felt five years older than you actually were, there was a 12% chance you were likely, more likely to die. Within a particular period of time, it's a 100% chance everyone's going to die. Look, I read some of the research. I didn't read all of the research. <laughs> have, you, have you learned nothing from this podcast so far? So if you feel younger than your chronological age, there's absolutely... Research-based health and mortality benefits. Uh, plus, you have a sexier brain. Oh well, I mean, yeah, there you go. I, I think I've got a sexy brain. <laughs> <laughs> I've got sex on the ma- oh, sex on the brain. Well, <laughs> yours is easier to see because you don't have to uh, find your way through the hair. <gasps> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, so we're we're raging against ageism here, and you're <laughs> you're a hairist person. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's true. Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> I also discovered that 
there's another study that showed that exposing people to photos, so older people, exposing them to photos and words that are typically associated with old age, such as grumpy, wrinkled and helpless, <laughs> made them feel older. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. It's, it's time for experiment number three. If you could just, yes, if you could just come this way, sir. Uh, yes, we're just letting you know that people your age are worthless, pathetic, uh, bad with technology, uh, bald, oh, poor and boring. I don't feel just so now, good. Just now, uh, just to clarify for our experiment, uh, does that make the control group feel good or bad? I want to kill myself. <laughs> you, don't want to feel, but you don't want to feel younger than your age then because it becomes much more difficult to kill yourself. <laughs> okay. So back in... Back in 1979, I'm, I'm making some spurious connections there, I think. But. That's good. That's a uh, free association, man. <laughs> it works in politics. So back in, so check this out. Back in 1979, there was a psychologist named Ellen Langer. Ellen Langer. Ellen Langer. Uh, well, in fact, um, that was back in the 90s. She's probably still a psychologist named Ellen Langer. Well, she's old and dead. <laughs> and welcome to the happy section of What's My Age Again. <laughs> So back in 1979, a potentially now dead psychologist, <laughs> Ellen Langer. Uh, oh, actually, no, she's not, because she's now the longest-serving professor at the University of Harvard. How, how long that, ago that was that? They don't have dead lecturers. Again, you're asking the wrong person <laughs> for, for these kind of details. However, she did an experiment, which I thought was quite cool. So she showed that just by turning the clock back 20 years had an age-reversing effect on a group of 75-year-old men. So what she, she did was they spent five days immersed in a mocked-up 1959-year environment and were treated as 55-year-olds. So this, this actually bears out, this research bears out our friend from earlier in the podcast, the man who wants to yes. change his name by deed, by his, his age by deed poll just about. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the people who were in the experiment increased their physical strength, memory, and even had better eyesight. So the government's denying him his right to a longer life. <laughs> Bastard! Yes, the, uh, the, yes, the supporter of Bin Laden <laughs> and wife assaulter and uh, alleged domestic arsonist. Yes, yes, they are. Well, maybe, maybe we don't want him to have a longer life. <laughs> well, look, I don't think we want people like that uh, cluttering up places like tinder maybe we can wind forward his age and make him 89 <laughs> well that would give him a 25 percent more chance of dying <laughs> excellent <laughs> although you would think that based on all the stuff that he's done he's got a pretty high chance of dying <laughs> uh, that's about it that's all i've got and now a word from our sponsors why was the god of the old testament so crazy why did Sumerians have temple prostitutes? And why, oh, why did the Mayans give each other tobacco enemas? Lightbulb Moments in Human History has the answers. Lightbulb Moments in Human History is the book you never knew you had to read. Available in February 2023 at all good bookstores. And some bad ones too. And we're back. And now it's time for a segment called You're Not Helping. You're not helping. We have a segment called You're Not Helping. Yeah, I, I may have forgotten to tell you about that. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, please, continue. 
By the way, remind me to tell you that I've created a new segment called You're Not Helping. <laughs> it's a, in case you're wondering, in case you're wondering what this segment is. Uh, I am wondering. It's a segment where I go hunting for helpful, in inverted commas, advice and tips for people over 50. Okay. Now, I want to clarify um, this. Well, I actually, I'll also clarify. It's where I go hunting the internet <laughs> for helpful advice. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's probably probably uh, everybody's aware that's fairly self-explanatory by now that I'm not going much further than the internet. Now, to, clar- to clarify... <laughs> so you're not going out in the street and dragging people to the ground and... Tell me what you know! <laughs> Do you have any helpful advice and tips to people over 50? Yes, stop <laughs> harassing people in the street, you fucking maniac. Get away from me. All right, now, to, to clarify, though, seeing this is the first time we've uh, run this segment because I just made it up uh, is that I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with any of the content that I've found. It's like the content itself is fine and it makes perfect sense, but I just don't think it's appropriate for people at 50. It's not the okay. type of assistance that people need when they're 50. And to be honest, I don't think even 60. So I've checked a couple of popular over 50 support groups yeah. Home and health website, like a lifestyle website. And of course, okay. WikiHow. Well, that, that uh, very, very authoritative website. Yes. Well, it comes with 13 ways to enjoy yourself over 50 with pictures. Just... So you have to have the pictures to enjoy yourself? <laughs> Apparently. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Bad segue. Uh, here's a fun experiment you can do at home, kids. Right. Carry on. If you uh, let's go 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 to go to the the G word, which I can't say because uh, my G T word will pop up and uh, and talk. Uh, right. Over fifties, over fifties, and see what comes up. Over fifties. I'm googling it now. Okay. I did it okay. and I got 15 results for retirement homes and then pages alternating between how to grow old gracefully and helpful information for over 50s. Retirement villages. Yep, got it. Yep. Live the active and vibrant life you deserve in your 50s and beyond with gem life. <laughs> There's some part of me that thinks, how cool would it be that your biggest problem at 50 is which retirement home will I choose? I don't have, I've got enough money, I don't have to worry about bills or work or family problems or any of those things. It's, which retirement home will I go to? So according to, uh, and I won't tell you the, uh, I won't tell you the websites that these are on. Uh, well, I won't tell you the website that this one's on. But Right. Uh, You'd have to kill me. Mm. <laughs> 50 plus, all capitals, exclamation mark. Still like to work? No, not really. <laughs> We help you find it, which then goes on to, um, so that's a headline. That then goes on to an article about resumes and cover letters. Okay. Uh, it's about how to find a job, which is actually quite useful, despite sentences like, the internet is a wonderful tool that has millions of businesses advertising in your selected field. All you need to do is look them up and send them in the resume with the cover letter via their contact page. Who knew that getting a job was that easy? I didn't really. <laughs> Oh, you do. There's millions of businesses that you can do that with. You just need to send them your resume and cover letter. Uh, there's also a link to um, to further information on that and examples, which uh, took me to a 404 
page. Um, looking at this site, a 404 page, error page is probably going to confuse you even more. <laughs> because they're aware that uh, people over 50 aren't computer literate. And Of course we aren't. Well, given, there are many people who aren't computer literate, but it's not necessarily because they're over 50. There's lots no. of people who just, they don't have, they haven't had the need or the opportunity to get to, like they can do what they need to do and that's it. But just because the, the, the concept of you're over 50, therefore you're computer lit- illiterate uh, is the part of this that bothers me. Some of the biggest computer nerds I've ever met are over 60. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, their, um, their idea of computers is a little dated, but they're still, like, they, they're right into it. And, yeah, I wouldn't like to be telling them what to do. No. So this is the Aussie Over 50s Guide to Computers and Being Online! Exclamation mark. Where to start? All capital letters. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> because you are a senior's is no reason to miss out on the wonderful advantages of the latest technology, question mark. <laughs> Not quite sure what part of that's less, most confusing, whether it's a question mark or the, the, because I am a senior. Many seniors are rushing, all capitals, yes, rushing to learn how to use a computer, exclamation mark. Just because you look a little different and have the odd wrinkle does not mean your brain has stopped working. I think the person who wrote this is brain to stop working. So, again, I can see, yes, there are people that, that yeah, but not over 50. Um, also, I wasn't aware that your skin elasticity had any impact on your learning process. So it goes into a whole bunch of, whole, goes into a whole bunch of detail about how you can, uh, there's lots of information on you know, how you can use, thing, use, use these new computer things and access the things called, like, the internets. Yep. The, uh, once, you, once you start to learn, you can access things like Skype. Now, hold just I want to prepare. What? what? No, I want to prepare you for this. I want to prepare you for this. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll hold on to my hat here. Okay, yep. Uh, listen, what? Well, you're holding your hat because you're an old person. An old person wears hats. You've got it out of the back of your car. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I hope you're sitting down because once you start to learn, you can access things like Skype where you can talk and see the person you are talking to on a call. <laughs> Mind blown. So that friend around the corner or living in other parts of the world, you'll be able to talk with him, talk with them just as if they're in the room with you. Wow. There you go. When was this written? How um, long ago was this written? Uh, 1939, I think. Um <laughs> Did no, I this say is... I've heard of Zoom. We've spent <laughs> the last four years on Zoom. <laughs> Zooms for Zooms for people who work for a living. So that means that's people who are under fifty. Of course, sorry. Which we'll get I'm to. We'll, pitch, me. we'll pin that and we'll come back to that that comment later. Now, because there's lots of stuff about computers, we would also want to know what if my computer isn't working. So there's a section for Good that. Good question. As well. Have you turned it on and off again? Hold that thought. They're not too bad, but uh, and they're probably quite relevant for no matter what you're over. So if your computer isn't working, A, check all cords and cables from the PowerPoint are firmly in place. Good. You'd be surprised how often people don't do that. Exactly. B, check all cords from the computer to the screen, mouse, speakers, webcam, modem are all firmly in place. Over time, cords and cables can work loose. This is good advice. It is. 
<laughs> this is now we're getting into the this could relate to anybody. C, no sound. Check if the sound is muted. <laughs> well, considering the trouble we had getting online today, I can't laugh at <laughs> that too much. D, no picture. Check to see that the screen is turned on. <laughs> okay, fair. E, computer will not power up. Check the PowerPoint is uh, check is plugged into the PowerPoint <laughs> and turned on. <laughs> Finishing up with, confirm all cords and cables are firmly in place. Again, I like the again. <laughs> <laughs> so again, like that's all good advice. Um, and it is to a certain it's like there's there's I don't know how many times um, how many times in Zoom meetings people have gone you're on the mute, but that's probably it's probably not advice the kind of computer advice I need at fifty. It might be useful if I've had no experience with computers, which means I might not necessarily need to be fifty, or you know if I'm sixty or seventy. Probably better advice would be. That guy in America who was on some kind of American television show where he was on Zoom and he decided, in a, in a down moment, decided it would be a really great idea. His screen was off as far as he was concerned and he started to masturbate and everyone <laughs> on the Zoom call saw <laughs> So maybe that would be some good advice not to do that. <laughs> Well, who hasn't been in that situation before? <laughs> I tell you, that's uh, that's one of the advantages of Zoom, though, because because um, in your, if you're in a face to face meeting, is it really? <laughs> why? Well, yeah, because when you do that in a face to face meeting, people get really frowned upon, and especially because you don't even need to do that. Is every now and then, if you use your, your penis as a pointer and you know, kind of slap the table with it to make a point, or um, or use it to erase something on the whiteboard, people frown upon that. Hi again to Scoutmaster Bill. Uh, <laughs> let's move on from that. Poke out my mind's eye. <laughs> like there was the guy who was a lawyer who um, turned himself into a cat. Yes. <laughs> Which is brilliant. If you haven't seen that, look it up. It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so he was, um, you know, he was, I don't know how old he was, but I'm guessing... Uh, it wasn't a, uh, an, it wasn't an over fifties thing, and also I'd note that there isn't anything in this on this website that tells you uh, not to masturbate on Zoom and uh, <laughs> how to not turn yourself into a cat, or if you do, how to get off. Just as as an aside, though, uh, when I typed "WikiHow" into uh, Google, it the auto it comes up with the autocompletes. Yeah. Here's the autocompletes that it popped up with. WikiHow, how to breathe. <laughs> I'm assuming that's just not just uh, targeted over 50. That's just a general internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm guessing so, yeah. Uh, WikiHow, how to get a girlfriend. WikiHow, how to make friends. And influence people. Uh, and then it finished at WikiHow, how to fight an ostrich. <laughs> Did you click that link? That's what I want to know. We need to know how to find an ostrich. No, I was, I was very, yeah, I was very responsible, uh, and went. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the how to find an ostrich. There it is. Okay, how to survive an ostrich encounter? Use a long weapon. 
If you are forced to defend yourself against an ostrich, avoid close quarters. <laughs> That's good advice, anytime. Uh, extremely fast on foot, these massive birds can run up to 45 miles per hour, 72 kilometers an hour. Not to mention ostriches can deliver mortal blows by the sheer force of their legs and lethally sharp talons. Although they don't prey on humans, <laughs> which is good to know, ostriches have been known to injure or kill when provoked. So how should you react? This is a question we all need to know the answer to. The best thing you can do is steer clear and keep your distance. That was where I was going with this. <laughs> if that fails, ducking for cover and hiding works best. Stick your head in the sand. <laughs> Absolutely. As a last resort, you may even have to fight them. Wondering how to bend an ostrich? Read on for the ultimate ostrich attack survival guide. Okay, use the long <laughs> weapon. If you have a gun and need to use it, aim for the ostrich's main body. <laughs> I've got a gun and I'm not afraid to use it. Keep the ostrich's side. Consider you at most risk when the two of you are face to face. Aim for its neck. <laughs> so don't kick it in the balls then. <laughs> Consider this to be the ostrich's weakest body part. Strike it where it's most vulnerable. <laughs> If an ostrich refuses to give up despite your attacks to its neck, aim for its wings. Okay, well, number five, go for its legs. If you find the, yourself behind it to the side of the ostrich with an easy shot to one of its legs, take it. <laughs> Method two, <laughs> evading a charging ostrich. I won't go any further, but my God. So my, my takeaway from that is... Um... Don't provoke an ostrich, you fucking imbecile, is, uh, is your best defence. My other question is, who, who needs this? So at what point are you going, oh, shit, I've suddenly found myself in a fight with an ostrich? I don't know. Where's WikiHow? Run, run! I can't, I'm still looking it up. <laughs> Let's look it up quick. Uh, number four, dive into a thorn bush. Hi, CJ here. <laughs> Far be it from me to be the, the one who's keeping this podcast on topic. Uh, Scott wanders a little bit. So uh, we're just going to fast forward through a couple of bits. If you are currently in a situation where you're finding yourself needing to know how to fight an ostrich, I can highly recommend the information available on WikiHow. Well, method three, avoiding encounters. Be aware of your surroundings. Evaluate the landscape. <laughs> Avoid open areas. Stick close to cover and note which areas will be the most safe to retreat to should you encounter an ostrich that charges you. Hmm. It sounds to me like somebody's just taken a uh, how to manage living in a rough neighbourhood and done a find and replace with ostrich. <laughs> sorry, I've just gone back to the Google search. Oh, sorry, they Google. The search site which says ways to survive an ostrich encounter. People also ask, how do I calmly kill an ostrich? <laughs> I need to click I need to click this link. Well, that was that was informative and who knows, it may just save a life. We may have just um, sort of helped someone survive an ostrich attack and I feel good about that. So if you're thinking to yourself, fuck that ostrich, don't. <laughs> yeah, or if you do, take load WikiHow up on your, your phone before you walk in. 
There's also some very, um, very good diagrams that go with this. Uh, oh, they've got... I can't share those with the listeners. Yeah, but... no, they've got great diagrams. The uh, in the uh... great diagrams. <sighs> listeners, watch how I cleverly turn this back to the actual topic of the podcast. WikiHow enjoying life after fifty with pictures. Thank God we got back there. The pictures on there are very much uh, people who possibly have been drawn by people who've never met someone who's 50 because they look like they're 170. Oh, good, okay. <laughs> so here's some tips from WikiHow on how to enjoy life after 50. I won't go into all of them. Uh, again, probably quite, I think they're, they're quite useful, but I don't think they're 50 appropriate. Number one, keep a schedule. Give your day some structure by maintaining a schedule. Oftentimes, people start to feel a loss of responsibility if they have free, too much free time and too few obligations. That seems fair. This can make you feel unproductive and less useful. Instead, fill your schedule with activities that you enjoy or need to do. I'm 50. I'm not <laughs> sitting at home wallowing going, I've got nothing to do. My biggest issue with my schedule is that I've got too much shit to do at work and I don't have enough time to do it in. And so I'm taking it home from work which means I don't have enough time to do the shit I want to do at home because I'm busy doing work stuff. So that's not a problem for me. After, yeah, well, technically, yes, it would help me enjoy life after 50 if I could do that, I guess, but yep. I'm not sure that's what they're saying. But for the, So for the purposes of this segment, uh, how could I fill my empty schedule? Nurture mm. your curiosities. If you are over 50, chances are you have older children, maybe retired, I don't know who's retiring at 50. If you retired at 50, then you're not worrying about reading this shit because you are enjoying yourself because you've got plenty of money. Uh, and, yeah. may, and may find yourself with more free time. Allow yourself to explore the world around you with activities you might enjoy, such as travel, trying different foods, or taking classes like Tai Chi. Yeah. Um... Followed by... Followed by... like, and There's a, there's a list, list of kind of, you know, simple classes like... Um, you know, like crocheting and stuff like that. But okay. this is my favourite. Uh, make a list of... This one, I think, um, uh, when the person wrote the WikiHow article, somebody else came in afterwards and went, yeah, I reckon we could add some other stuff to that. So one of the bullet points is make a list of things that interest you and that you can try out now that you have time and money. I don't know why that is, but... For example... Maybe you want to get a pilot's license. <laughs> and fly away, you old fart. Get out of our sight. That seems like a very specific thing to suggest. Yes. There's also, there's also several references to going to Germany as well. So I don't know what that says <laughs> about anything. Fly, fly to Germany uh, in your own plane because now you have a pilot's license. Because who, who's, if you're 50... And you're trying to work out how to fill your schedule because you've got a loss of responsibility and too much free time and too few obligations. Chances are you can't afford to get a pilot's license. Absolutely. Moving on. Connect with new people. Connecting with new people can help you stay engaged in the world and provide you with a cherished group of persons who care about you and your well-being. Sure. There are many different ways to meet new people. Many different ways to meet new people. And we'll cover these in future episodes. Uh, not these ones specifically, but proper ones. You may meet them at community events, while travelling, or just by talking to a random person at the store. Because <laughs> they're going to welcome that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they expect that, because if you're over 50, you're 
apparently senile, so you're likely <laughs> to be talking to random people. So be open to chatting with new people who are over 50 or younger. What? Or younger? I know. Do you think they're really going to want to talk to me? Because I'm over 50. Yeah. They're going to think I'm an old fart who fights ostriches. <laughs> They'll be standing there listening. The random person under 50 still standing there going, I'm sure they've told that same story three times already. Yes, but that's okay because they're over 50. So we'll, we'll cut them some slack. Why don't they have their pants on? Uh, <laughs> Doesn't matter. They're over 50. Good, uh, good advice to finish it off, though. Get together with new contacts and friends as you like. As you like or as you don't like. Who cares? For example, you can set up... <laughs> For example, you could set up a weekly coffee date or attend a Tai Chi class together. Or record a podcast. I haven't found anything in any over 50s uh, information of, uh, of how you can be successful or enjoy life over 50 that involves technology or podcasts. No, well, it's, well clearly we aren't able to do those kind of things. So I think no. we need to just stop recording podcasts now because we're not able to do that. Or maybe... We're actually not over 50 and the whole thing is a ruse. Maybe we're these 25-year-old sort of Gen, Gen Y people who are trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Although all the 25-year-old Gen Y people I know would have got bored with this a long time ago and done <laughs> something else. So there you have it. How to enjoy life over 50. Thank you, Wiki Howe. Yes, that brings the, an end to the segment. You're not helping. You're not helping. You're not helping. Okay, I think it's time to wrap it up. So, CJ, do you think we've answered our question? Oh, of course we have. Uh, what question was that? Our goal this episode was to answer the question, does thinking younger make you younger? So, did we? That's an excellent question, Scott. I'm glad you asked it. Uh, I, well, I think my research makes it clear that having a younger mindset can, in fact help a person's mental and physical health and make them feel younger. Okay, but how do you account for Emil? Mental. Okay, well, that seems reasonable. I, I, <laughs> I get that. So, okay, so I guess you've answered the question. Anyway, so if you found society's expectation of over 50s doesn't align with who you are or how you feel... And you're not mental. Or your chronological age doesn't match up with your subjective age. Or... If you just have a great over 50 story to share, drop us a line at the old folks home 69 <laughs> at gmail.com or any of the any of the socials, which is some configuration of old folks home and 69. Jeez, <laughs> we've really got to change that. Yeah, I think it's too late for that now. <sighs> anyway, this is me. And this is me. Remember, when you listen, to make sure that you get more of this exciting, valuable, and beneficial <laughs> content, you should follow, rate, and review all episodes. And if symptoms persist, see your doctor. Individual results may vary. Artist impression may not represent actual events. Join us on the next episode of What's My Age Again. Say goodbye, CJ. Goodbye, CJ. Is that it? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, Scott, I was reading a book the other day called Funny You Should Ask. Sometimes life and death don't go quite according to plan. Uh, it's quite a good book, and I was reading it because we've been paid to advertise it. Uh, the, oh, it's a collection of... In that case, read away. <laughs> 
it's a collection of six short stories, but I like the idea of it because it's it's three that are uh, humorous and three that are odd. So it's the blurb on the back is, isn't it funny how funny can be either humorous or odd? Funny you should ask, sometimes life and death don't go quite according to plan, explores the irony, amusement and drama of life, death and what happens in between in six thought-provoking stories, some humorous, some odd. Let's go. Let me give you an insight into uh, into one of the first stories, which is, uh, it just says, when Brandon, a middle-aged guy with a natural talent for mistakes, stumbles across an unusual genie, he has only three wishes to try not to follow his usual path, which is actually an interesting story because the genie is uh, is essentially seems to be based on um, Patrick Swayze's character from Point Break, which I quite enjoyed. Uh, so that's one of the funny oh, okay. ha-ha <laughs> ones. So the uh, the ad is, grab this if you're on the mood for something short and odd. Isn't it funny how funny can be humorous or odd? Six funny short stories about how sometimes life, death, don't go quite according to plan. Asterix, grab this in Just the mood. Like if ad reading. Grab this if you're in the mood for something short and odd, not recommended as a pickup line. <laughs> Funny you should ask. Sometimes life and death don't go quite according to plan. Available from Amazon, all good Amazon stores near you. It's uh, it's available on ebook and both the backs, paper and hard. Okay, excellent. Get your copy now. Uh, and it's also available on Kindle Unlimited, so you can read it for free if you've got Kindle Unlimited. Oh, okay, cool. Hmm. Well, that sounds great. It doesn't have pictures, but it's short. It has short stories, so it means that. Um, I'm not being accused of hogging hogging the bathroom. Excellent. Excellent.